I'm Michael Beck, the host of the Mike the Mike podcast. If you've been following along with me, it's great to have you back here again. And if you're listening in for the first time, welcome. This is a place to talk about the arts as well as personal well-being. Sometimes I'll talk more about art, all the times I'll talk more about mental and physical health. But regardless of the topic, I hope to encourage greater openness and understanding as I seek to better understand myself and the things and people around me. In this short bonus episode, I'll be sharing some additional thoughts on my 50th episode, my conversation with Heather, as well as some additional thoughts on the conversation that Heather and I shared offline after we stopped recording. If by chance you're listening in or reading the script that I'll be um, sharing on my website and you haven't listened to that 50th episode, I encourage you to go back and listen. I believe this will make a lot more sense and hopefully uh, you'll be able to get more out of it. Now, before I begin, I must say that I can't thank you enough to you who have taken the time to listen, but I have to extend my great thanks also to those who have shared their feedback with me, your kind words of encouragement to not fall on death ears. Um, I can't stress enough. I really, really do appreciate it. To give you some more background and context, I was quite nervous going into this conversation because it had probably been about a year since the last time that I had a guest join me on the podcast. And as I've shared on the podcast before, I contracted COVID. It was actually just before I had scheduled to have my conversation with Heather and was forced to cancel, which I hated having to do. And then I was recovering from being sick. I wanted to make sure that whenever Heather and I finally sat down, that I wouldn't have any symptoms, which would be a distraction from the conversation and what Heather would share. So I had to wait long enough that I had recovered enough that I was no longer congested, that my voice was back to normal, and that my fatigue and brain fog had lessened enough that I could be present to the conversation the way that I wanted to be. It's a, a bit different when it's an episode with myself alone. When I have a guest on, I, I want to make it about the guest, and I want to give my guest the best, and I want to give you uh, listening the best as much as I'm able. I finally reached a point where I felt ready enough to reschedule a time with Heather to record our conversation. And then there was the actual logistics of recording the conversation so that it could be shared with you, which needed to be sorted out. Now, in the past, I had used Zoom, and that worked perfectly. With only two participants, you had an unlimited time limit. And when it was exported, uh, the recording, it would uh, you know, save it into two tracks, uh, one for each participant, which is ideal for editing because you can fine-tune individually how people sound and make other edits, again, on the individual level rather than having one single track which has baked both tracks together, which gives you much less flexibility and control. So again, it used to work out perfectly. However, since then, Zoom has updated their policy so that now, Regardless of the number of participants to be used free, you only get about 40 minutes before it cuts you off. So I was like, that sucks. Uh, definitely not perfect or ideal, but we can try to make that work. And Heather was kind enough to download Zoom just for a conversation, and it seemed like we were all set for recording. Uh, but to my dismay, my audio wasn't working with with Zoom. I have no idea why, uh, but Heather couldn't hear me. and. There might have been some other issues as well. I don't don't actually really remember if I could hear Heather either. So uh, anyways, it just it just was not working. And I I tried a number of things to try and troubleshoot the problem, uh, try to troubleshoot the problem. 
but nothing seemed to work. So on the spot, we were trying to figure out an alternative. We tried OBS, which is Open Broadcaster Software, which is a fairly well-known and widely used free source program for recording, um, screen recording and capturing on a computer and with what I managed in the moment. And from what I tested, that wasn't sounding great at all. And then we looked at Google Meet, but it didn't seem like that was going to work either. Finally, we landed on Skype, which I never would have expected to use. I, I didn't know that they had, you know, unlimited recording uh, for free. Just, I, was, I was pretty, I was, I was surprised. Um, you know, Skype's been there all along, you know, the OG and, uh, you know, coming in clutch, I guess. So uh, we tried that and it's it seemed to do the trick, Heather. Uh, was also able to record herself with the uh, native recording application on our computer. That way I would have, you know, the, those two solo recorded tracks of the two of us uh, to work with. But up until that point, you know, things were not going smoothly. Uh, things were certainly not going according to plan. And even though my guest was a good friend of mine, I still wanted to be professional and have all my ducks in a row. I wanted to have everything set up and you know, ready to go so that all, you know, all that my guests had to do was just show up. Uh, but Heather was very understanding and gracious and helping me to, you know, come up with a solution. And, you know, I'll be uh, honest, uh, you know, pretty soon after uh, Troubles Arose, I had been very tempted to uh, reschedule for another time. You know, the the episode with our conversation was released, so obviously it worked out in the end. But you know, at the moment, I was feeling embarrassed and flustered. You know, I was like, this is this is no proper way to facilitate a conversation to feel natural or organic. But, you know, I was like, no, what, you know, so long as Heather is still on board, which she was, uh, we will carry on and it will be it'll be what it is and done will be better than perfect. And so that's that's what we did. So apart from the logistics and technical issues, I think I'm just learning that you can never be fully prepared for a conversation or interview. You know, as much as you try to prepare yourself out of respect for the participants, the person you're interviewing or having the conversation with, as well as the audience, there will inevitably be things which arise and present themselves either in conversation or after the fact. In the moment, it can be a challenge for yourself or others to convey or articulate what you're feeling it can be a challenge to ask a question in a way that communicates the kind of answer or response that you're looking for. And you can ask a question that may be taken in a completely different way than what you had expected and thus receive an unanticipated response. And it's not, uh, you know, not their fault if you don't do a better job of articulating the question, but it's also not an interrogation, right? So there's, there's no wrong answers. There's there's just no real way of knowing in which direction the conversation will go and how the tone may change and, and shift. So all, all these things together can be both very exciting and, you know, a bit scary and intimidating as well, uh, to be perfectly honest. But but if I'm able to see the unexpected as an opportunity to learn and grow, then I believe that makes the ordeal um, or, you know, any fears or insecurities well worth it. And then if I can embrace those things and share them, then I hope that creates an opportunity for others to glean something from it as well. This far in the podcast, I've only featured guests who are good friends of mine, people who I'm used to having good conversations with, but 
there seems to be something about having a recorded conversation that more often than not just changes the dynamic. I think, oh, it's just two friends having a conversation as we've done a number of times before, but it's just not the same. I get a bit nervous energy. I want to do a good job and those who join me likely feel the same. It can be hard to completely get past and push out of your mind the fact that you're being recorded. You may feel less inclined, less comfortable to speak your mind and share any sort of definitive opinion. And it can feel like once it's recorded, your words are set in stone as though you can't take it back or you can't change your mind. And I don't believe these things to be true, but when you're in it, in the moment, it's easy to forget that. All that to say, to the best of my ability, I hope to make my conversation as natural as possible to make people as comfortable as I can. I'm understanding that a recorded conversation may rarely feel natural, and that's okay. As the host, it just challenges me to have a greater level of mindfulness and to try to rise to the unique challenges which recording a conversation can present. As I was alluding to a moment ago, rather than leading conversation, I hope to merely facilitate conversation and allow my guests to lead. But better still, it can be an exploration between the accompanying parties to be discovered together. So there should be no wrong answer, and perhaps a question may receive a response which is initially unintended. However, any response reveals something about what's truly on someone's mind, and perhaps that's what's most needed to be talked about. There's a time and a place for acting, but with so much acting and performing going on in the world consistently all of the time, I believe that we're in desperate need of seeing real human beings without a script. We need humanity without cliches, without formulas. We need to see that it's okay to be real. We need to be able to embrace our limitations. We need to be willing to have other people watch us fail. So I'm trying to my best to acknowledge that there will be a manner of performance involved whenever you set the stage and press record. I'm trying to continue to try and do what I can to make things as genuine as possible. If it is to be a performance, then let it be the most honest performance possible. I think we all understand that everybody shits. Uh, um, well, everybody fails too. Uh, to fail makes us no more a failure than to shit makes us shit. Uh, with all that being said, my conversation with Heather was not without its failings on my part. Uh, that would be one way to look at it. Our conversation was certainly not without the unexpected, and with this, I was left with questions which gave me more to think about, and this prompted further conversation between Heather and I. All right, so here is our conversation, and this was um, done through messaging, so um, just going to uh, give my, my questions, my thoughts first, um, and then give a pause, and then uh, you know share others' response. That kind of be the flow of things. Uh, so rather than saying like an end quote after each time, I'll just you know, try to leave a pause there. Hopefully uh, that works and that will make sense. Um, okay. So um, so I had said, I wanted to say thanks again for talking with me on the podcast. I hope that you felt okay about how it went. I think that I had shared with you that I was nervous myself, so it wasn't just you. Listening back to it, I feel like I really floundered with some of my wording because I wasn't quite sure what words were best to use. We spoke about wording and how you don't appreciate things being talked about as a struggle or um, uh, suffering was the the uh, exact word that she wording that she used. Um, but if I had done it again, I would 
have spent more time discussing how you like or prefer to address the subject, let me know what you think. Do you have any thoughts on that, if that makes sense? I guess I prefer wording to be more neutral. For me personally, I like to say that I have epilepsy or I have anxiety or whatever. Those are two that come to mind where I see people say like, oh, somebody is suffering with epilepsy, somebody's suffering with anxiety. And maybe it's more like a case-by-case thing. Some people may prefer to use that kind of wording, and that's cool. And I don't want to diminish that for them. For me personally, it just kind of makes me feel defensive, I guess, because I don't want people to cater to me. I don't like it. It makes me feel weird. Thanks for sharing that. That makes sense. Now, more specifically, how would you specify or maybe classify epilepsy or anxiety? Like, is it neutral language to call them conditions or disabilities or illnesses for you personally that is maybe the same way that people have pronouns for gender maybe what would be your pronouns for those things or is it simply best to use epilepsy or anxiety and leave out those other words entirely these are questions that i would like to ask others in the future as well i want to respect the ways that they want to talk about the things that pertain to them I'm sure that this is going to be a bit different from person to person. Yeah, for me personally, all the medical type terms you listed are cool. It's just when people add unnecessary adjectives um, slash adverbs, it gets weird, I guess. I think in the past, I've felt weird about condition depending on the context, like who was saying it, I guess. I don't know. Um, Like I said, I've always been kind of touchy about the medical stuff. I appreciate you sharing. I feel like who says something in the context in which they say it matters a lot. So for now, Heather and I ended the conversation there, and it's not like we arrived at some sort of final conclusion, and that's fine. I've said it before in so many ways, and I'll continue reminding myself that questions are more important than answers. This is what I believe. Allow me to try and explain further. I'm reminded how important it is to be able to talk with people and to be able to have these sorts of conversations. I don't think that a textbook or oracle can ever be a substitute for talking with another human being, hearing firsthand from an individual's own lips about their own ideas and experiences. But far too often we're not even receiving information from a reliable secondhand source. It's typically hearsay, what we receive through news and entertainment media, or it becomes a game of telephone in which some person heard it from some other person who heard it from another who saw it on the internet. And too often these are just opinion pieces that we receive from someone speaking on a subject that they themselves have little to no experience with, but they presume to speak about and speak for others without including them in the conversation at all, without even speaking with them. We do this all the time. I catch myself doing this to my great disappointment. But I believe that we can do better. I'm trying to do better, but I recognize that progress in this area is a group effort and requires both good listeners as well as courageous individuals who are willing to share. So again, my great thanks to Heather for giving myself and others the opportunity to listen and receive. If you made it this far, I trust this conversation has been of some value to you and If my assumption is not incorrect and you would like to show your appreciation, I invite you to share 
this episode with a friend or other loved one who you think might appreciate it as well. And if you have the means and would like to show your appreciation through a donation, or you would like to buy me a coffee, you're welcome to visit mikethemike.wordpress.com forward slash support. You can find this on my website and the episode description, as well as in the link in my bio of my Instagram. All right, now back to the episode. I believe that in trying to better understand ourselves and others, if we're looking for definitive answers and easy formulas, where in X situation we do Y and you'll get Z, then we're often going to be disappointed. It's not about finding the bottom line so that we can stop thinking and we no longer need to be present and active listeners. We will always be asked to be present to the situation and the particular context. We'll always need to be ready to listen, to understand, and to learn. Not only are experiences and preferences very personal and vary from person to person, but people also grow and they change. And again, situations and contexts change. So we can't simply hold someone to something that they said in one moment at one time and think that we now have them all figured out and we can know exactly what to expect from them. I believe that this can be the danger, or the challenge rather, of familiarity. We love to simplify things in order to make them easier to understand, and we do the same thing with people. We can categorize them, we put them into our nicely wrapped boxes and call it a day, and we can later be shocked to learn things about people that we didn't know, saying, how come you never told me? And they'll likely reply, well, you never asked. I believe that some words of wisdom are part of the zeitgeist, the defining spirit or move of a particular period of history, as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. As such, it can be hard to trace back the origins of an idea or to say who coined a saying first, at least through a Google search. Perhaps true words of wisdom are always bigger and far greater than the persons who speak them, and they always find a new voice and a place within the hearts and minds of those who are open to receive. Again, this is only according to my findings through a Google search. Um, but Frank Herbert is thought to have said, The mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. Alan Watts is thought to have said, The mystery of life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Albert Einstein is thought to have said, Life is a mystery, not a problem waiting to be solved. Nietzsche is thought to have said, Life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. Eugene H. Peterson is thought to have said, People are not problems to be solved, they are mysteries to be explored. And likely not the last, but the last quote I'll mention here from my pal Soren Kierkegaard is thought to have said, Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Reality, real life, is mystery and experience. It is mystery explored through lived experience. We are faced with a great many problems, but life is not problems and solutions. People are not problems and solutions. People are wonderful, living, breathing mysteries. Understanding is good, and we want to better understand. However, we need not understand. We don't need to understand in order to have care and compassion, to be silent, to listen, to allow others to speak. We don't need to understand in order to give someone space for their voice, for us to allow others to speak their peace, without us trying to have them all figured out, to solve their problems, to try and change them. 
I feel like far too often the words I don't understand can be used as a sort of excuse used for not treating people with the decency and respect that people deserve. Can we listen to people? No, can we have relationships with people without trying to change them? I ask myself this question, and I hope and believe that this can be done. I don't believe that this will be easy. I expect it to be a lifelong effort. This is the mystery for me to explore. All right, well, hopefully uh, some of these final concluding thoughts will segue um, into my next episode with uh, at least what I'm planning on talking about, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. But uh, with that, I'm going to end the conversation here for now. And thank you as always for joining me to consider and contemplate these things with me. Until next time, stay well and take care. Thank you for tuning in to Mike the Mike. If you have any comments or have a suggested topic for a future episode, or if you would like to inquire about joining me on the podcast, you can email me at beckm.podcast at gmail.com, or you can direct message me on Instagram at mikethemike.fm. You can find all those addresses mentioned, as well as any related links and citations for this episode listed in the episode's description.